What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. And today, you know what? I figured I'd do something a little bit different. Normally, I'm giving you guys all these tips and tricks to, like, you know, make it a, a better, a more fun experience for you to smoke cannabis, to get involved in the cannabis industry, to kind of, like, experiment with different things and find your own way with it. But today, no. Because I got reminded by a buddy of mine that there was a whole bunch of, like, stupid, dumb ways that we smoked weed when we were teenagers. And it just, you know, it, 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 it piqued my curiosity when we were talking about it the other night. So again, today, guys, there's only going to be one sponsored segment. It's going to be at the very beginning. And I apologize because you're already past it if you're here now. But by any means, I still appreciate you guys listening. I might cut another one in here. I'm not sure. I haven't decided yet. Uh, side note, I've also been awake for almost like 24 hours. So, yeah, anxiety has been peaking these last couple days. And it's kind of like... I don't know if anybody else gets like this, but I get anxiety over stupid, dumb little shit. Like, what got me was there was, like, a little bit of a mess in my room. And last night, of course, being the pothead that I am, I decided to smoke and clean. And by clean, I don't mean I just, like, swept the floors or, like, vacuumed it up or anything like that. I mean, like, I fully, like, went fucking ham on this room, dude. Like, it was pretty bad. So anyways, we're going to smoke some of the stizzy, and I'm going to be getting in here, and we're going to talk about an article from Vice.com. It's a little bit older of an article, but I kind of peeked through it earlier, and I feel like a lot of this... Let me grab the iPad. Let me move the music. Just just kidding. That's, that's all editing. But, like, it's just... I, I really want to go over this list and talk about some of the dirtbag, stupidest ways to smoke weed in the whole wide world. But like I said, hit from this dizzy first. Alright, okay. So, this article again was published on March 18th in 2016. But still super relevant to today in a lot of ways. So let's go ahead and get into it. Like... There's a whole bunch of people that contributed. If you want to check it out, head on over to Vice.com and look it up. But, like, it even says right here in the beginning, like, pretty much on a weekly basis, we've inundated with emails raving about the latest revolutionary vaporizer the size of a thumb, comes in silver and gold, leaves no trace of smoke or smells. You can smoke up at a goddamn daycare undetected, if you please. All right, yeah. Well, we appreciate how far we come. There's weed called caviar now. And we can't help but feel a tinge of nostalgia for all the old school jerry-rigged down like desperate me- downright desperate methods we once employed to get high when marijuana was unequivocally illegal. Now, to anybody that's in here listening that never smoked pre-legalization, good for you, for one. Uh, it's it's much safer to get all your shit from a dispensary, to get all your like water pipes, bongs, bubblers, whatever the fuck you want to call them, spoon pipes, hand pipes killums anything like that like get it from a smoke shop even everything down to like raw papers dude like get all your shit from a verified retailer because back in the day dude when we had to like basically you had to know somebody who knew somebody who might have weed on deck and even then if they weren't on deck and you couldn't find like a good like dependable plug you were basically shit out of luck. Like, it's not like you could just walk up to somebody and be like, hey man, do you know anybody that sells weed? 
Because if you said that to the wrong fucking person, your ass would be sitting in, like, juvie for a fat fucking minute, dude. Like, and there would be absolutely nothing that you could have done about it. Like, you could have gone to jail. You could go to jail back then. Or not jail, but, like, I remember... I've said this a couple times on the podcast. A buddy of mine had, like, a lighter in his backpack. Like, one of those, like, torch-style lighters. Back in the day when, like, you know, nobody really carried these kind of lighters. It was kind of a new thing. We were like, oh, this is... I mean, they've existed for fucking ever. But, like, when we got to the point of age where we were finally discovering different lighters and shit like that, this shit was cool. It was revolutionary. It changed the way that we smoked. You could smoke a whole bowl in, like, five fucking seconds. Like, it was awesome. And he got caught with a lighter in his bag that he had taken with him on a camping trip. Now, again, not something... Like, he, 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 t- he like, told people to... He's like, oh, I forgot this. Like, hey, can I give this to a security guard? And he even turned over the shit that he had on him, the lighter. And still had to go to fucking Narcotics Anonymous classes. That's right. For, like, a couple of months at least, I believe. Because he had a fucking lighter on him. And they considered it paraphernalia at school. Meanwhile, there's me who had a lighter in my pocket and a teacher's lighting birthday cake candles and she goes, Hey Nick, let me see your lighter. Looks right at me. In the middle of class, I shit you not, dude, it was the most awkward high school moment I ever had. Because I'm sitting there and I look at her and we make eye contact and I'm just like, Alright, cool. And I pull out a yellow, like a miniature yellow Bic lighter out of my pocket. Hand it to her, she lights the candles and just puts the lighter in her drawer and like kind of gives me that like nod of understanding. So I came back on lunch when I used to fucking sneak off a of campus real quick to go smoke a cigarette or two. I'm like, hey, can I have my lighter? And she's like, oh, oh, this this lighter. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, why do you have a lighter? I'm like, uh, because I smoke cigarettes. Like, I was just honest. It was the only time I've ever been able to be honest with a teacher. So she gives me back the lighter. It's like, all right, cool, here you go, whatever. No beef about it. There was no security involved, no principal called. Like, a lot of kids said shit about it. So I didn't even bring, like... I didn't even bring my lighter into school for, like, the next, like, two fucking weeks because I was so worried that, like, someone was going to say something. I was going to get pulled out of class. I would get put in Narcotics Anonymous shit. That shit goes on your fucking, like, permanent record. Like, it's just not a good time. But anyways, now that that fun story's out of the way, like, let's just get into it. Number one, hotboxing. Dude, okay, we still hotbox cars. Don't say that this is an archaic method of getting high. And it does say, it's like, I can't remember the last time I hotboxed, but holy shit, we obsessed with it as teenagers. And you know what? Like, oh, there goes this dizzy. Just knocked it down. You know what? Me and my friends, we did hotbox a few times. Like, my buddy's truck and, like, this one car that another friend of mine had. We, we used to smoke in them, like, a lot. And we'd go park, like, in, like, this sketchy back area parking lots of random places. Like, Walmart parking lots. Because they have the giant parking lot that, like, nobody parks in the back far-ass corner of over by a desert patch so we would go park by the desert patch and we would go fucking sit in the car smoke a joint and then go walk around walmart reeking of weed like and it got to the point too that everybody fucking knew when we were hotboxing a car and it's like there's been times like where like i don't know man like I think the only time I got anxiety smoking in a car has got to be when I went on a road trip with some friends. And for those of you that have heard this story before, get ready because I'm going to say it again. But this is like the one time that I really got like super fucking paranoid when I had smoked. And it was because like I literally was freaking out, dude. Like we were smoking out of a, a couple of pipes in the car and like the car smelled like weed. We had the back windows cracked where me and my other friend were sitting and like 
Yeah, the smoke was getting basically sucked right out, but, like, I was so scared that we were going to get pulled over by, like, CHP or some shit, and it's like, I, I really didn't, I really didn't want that for me and myself and I. And, like, it just would have been a bad fucking time if that had actually happened to me, because I tell you what, it wouldn't have been like how it is for some kids where, like, they kind of get away with, like, smoking in a car and, like, getting pulled over and shit like that. Because my friends were fucking dumbasses. Alright, let me, let me level with you on that one and explain to you exactly what I mean by saying some of my friends were dumbasses. A few of my friends were the type of stoners that, like, they'd be high in public 24 fucking 7, like, at that point it wasn't even being stoned, it was just, like, your natural state of fucking being in existence. And, like, they just didn't care about getting caught, they didn't care about cops pulling them over, they didn't care about us potentially getting arrested for any fucking reason, like, it was just, alright, cool, we're gonna smoke and then we're gonna go walk down to Circle K and you're gonna like it and you're gonna go with us and it's gonna be fun. And half the time I'd be like, I don't know about that, dog. Like, that sounds like a bad idea. Maybe we should not go out in public high. They'd be like, what? They'd already taken two hits by the time I was trying to explain to them why it was a bad idea. So, of course, I smoked and went out and went for the walk. Like, if I didn't, I would have looked like a pussy. And that's just not how you want to look in, like, the actual adult world of smoking. Sorry for saying that word. I really don't like to use uh, those kind of terms on here. But, like... That, that's exactly, that's like the best word I could have thought of in that second to describe it. Plus, I apologize, I'm a little bit high. So let's go on to the next thing. Gravity bongs. Holy fucking shit. This isn't even a bad idea. This is just a bad idea if you're like a lightweight. Alright, so to those of you that don't know what a gravity bong is, like, you essentially empty a two liter of soda, you find a tiny little metal bit that's like, like, a, like a piece of a wrench or like a ratchet piece or anything like that to use as a bowl. And, like, you literally, like, put, like, the bowl over the top of it, and you lower it down into the water. And as, well, you, 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 you like, kind of, like, hot glue, like, the piece to the top, like, the little metal piece. You cut a hole, and you, like, stick it in there so it fits really snug. And then you use that as your bowl. Like, try to put a screen or something in it to hold your weed, because I've lost a lot of weed to gravity bongs, like, an entire bowl or two before I figured, I'm like, maybe I should go put something in here to use as a screen. Or, like, maybe I should just put a tinfoil bowl on the top. Because you can do that too. I, I don't recommend it, but you it can be done. And then at, you push it down so all the air comes out of it. And then as you lift as you lift the gravity bong up out of the bucket, you light the top and it just pulls smoke in. So the entire inside of this two liter bottle gets fucking full of smoke. And then like you take the bowl off the top, put your mouth over the bottle piece, and you lower it. And as you lower it, you inhale. So you've seen how when you lower, like, a bottle into water, or, like, a cup into water, I guess would be a better description. The, the, or, I guess, no, that wouldn't even work, because I have to think of a better way of describing it. Like, when you have, like, a tube inside of a body of water, and you're sliding the tube down, the water pushes the air out of the top of the tube, because that's the only way it has to, like, get the air out and put the water in so it stays level with the top of the water. The same principle applies with this. It forces all of that air and smoke into your lungs as you're lowering it. And it doesn't go anywhere but into your lungs. Now, I've gotten absolutely ripped off of gravity bongs. My favorite time we ever smoked a gravity bong was when we smoked one out of, like... My buddy had a hot tub. And it was a warm summer's night. And the hot tub was pretty warm. 
it wasn't like turned on or heated or anything like that, but it was just, it always had like a flow of warm water in it. I think it just held like a stable temperature or some shit. None of us knew because there was really no heating system at the house that we had. But we made gravity bongs one night, like two of them. We were in the fucking hot tub, hitting these gravity bongs, and we're all sitting there stoned as shit. Like, we almost missed our pizza delivery guy because all of us were out back high as fuck. The only reason we even noticed he was there was because he pulled up out front. We saw the little Domino's logo on top of the car. Like, I'm going to be real with you. That's the only reason we even noticed that our pizza had arrived. So, gravity bongs, it will it will get you high. But, yeah, smoking out of a cut-up two-liter bottle kind of is a trashy way to get high. The next one, hot knives. Jesus, Lord above, don't ever let me get to the level that I have to smoke off of hot knives. So what you do is you heat the end, the tips, like about like an inch of the two, like, blades of knives. Two knives, the very end of them. You heat it with like a torch until they're super hot. And then you take a weed nug. You pinch it between the two knives and you just hold your head over it and like inhale the smoke. Like... It's, it's just like, like, you, you could seriously burn the shit out of yourself, and like, you, you, you just get like, I don't know, dude, you just get, you, you could burn the shit out of yourself, it burns the shit out of the weed, you don't get most of the flavor and the terps and like the actual THC, because so much of it just gets incinerated by hot blades. And the next one says... Fruit bongs. Okay, I don't think I would call that a fruit bong. The video, the thing it's showing is a fruit pipe. But like, I don't know. I, I I've I've made apple pipes recently in the last few years actually because me and my buddy had an idea. We're like, dude, if we go on a road trip and we want to smoke a bowl and we smoke out of an apple and then ash it out the window and then like. You know, take a couple of bites out of the apple and throw it in the back seat. Like, oh, we're like, oh, a cop's not gonna check an apple. So we bought like six apples and had six apples sitting in a bag at my feet. And we didn't ever get pulled over, but like, just the thought in my head was like, this is too good of a plan. This is too good of a plan. And like, oh, excuse me, pardon the yawn again. Been awake for almost twenty-four hours. But part of me was like, dude, I really just want to like smoke out of this apple. And eat it. And I smoked out of the apple. I started eating it. And, you know, I throw the core in the back seat and tasted like shit. I kind of ate around the hole that the smoke came out of. My buddy is like, hey, dude, like, did you eat that? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, cool. So now there's no evidence. I'm like, I guess. And every time we'd stop somewhere, we'd like throw away the used apples. Because, like, you can you can smoke a couple bowls out of them. But after that, it's like, you, you just you get grab a fresh apple. Alright, the next one is a rolled page from a Bible. Nah, I, I, I've never smoked a rolled page from a Bible, but I've seen a couple of, not seen, but like heard a couple of stories from friends that like got stuck in a hotel room over a weekend or some shit. Didn't bring any smoking supplies, but somehow they had fucking weed. <sighs> and you know how every hotel comes with like a little Bible and like the side table and shit? Well, yeah. They took up, literally ripped a page out of a Bible, rolled a joint with it, and smoked it. And I'm just like, I'm about 150% sure that that's a sin. But you know what? I'm not religious, so I, I can't I can't testify to whether that is good or bad. I would assume it's bad, because it's weed. Oh, dude. Spoofs. 
Have you guys ever smoked out of a spoof, my guy? Like, a spoof is literally where you take, like, a roll of toilet paper, and you take a rubber band, and you put a dryer sheet over the end, and you stuff, like, a shitload of, like, dryer, like, four, at least, like, four or five dryer sheets inside the paper towel roll. And as you smoke, like, and you exhale, you breathe it out through this thing that's called a spoof, because... The lavender-scented dryer sheets stop the smell of the weed from entering into the domicile that you were smoking inside of. Nowadays, not so much a problem with cannabis being completely legal as it is. I still recommend to people, like, don't smoke inside your house. I mean, yeah, I'll smoke the stizzy, or if I have, like, the windows and door open to air out the room, like, give me some fresh air, I'll hit the bong because it'll just blow right out. But there are way too many fucking people who, like just straight up like sit in their room with a bong in their lap and the TV on just having a good old time and I'm just like dude at least open a fucking window I had I had I have to tell this story I had a roommate once whose favorite thing to do because he put his bed right underneath where his window was was to sit in his bed open the window put his box fan in the window and just smoke weed all day and blow the smoke out the window and it worked Perfectly, because with a fan right there, it pulls everything out. Now, that's going to be like a help you tip for today, because you know what? If you're going to smoke inside and you have to smoke inside, remember, if you hold your joint by the bottom of the window, it's going to blow in. If you lift your joint up to like the middle or the top of the window, the window will suck it out. That's like part of the draft that a window naturally creates is the circulation of air. So, there's your tip. If you're going to smoke and you're going to blow it out a window... Just cheat and put a fan. You can even get, like, one of those, like, tiny little desk fans and put it, like, underneath the window, like, holding it up or something. And then you just, when you take a hit, you blow the smoke towards the fan. The fan will pull it out. Don't, like, blow it, blow it, like, like a heavy-ass cloud hit. Like, slowly exhale it because tiny fans aren't going to be able to do as much as big fans can. If you don't care what your neighbors think, just get a big fan, put it in your fucking window, and light it and rip that shit, dude. Because you know what? You only live once, and if you're gonna live, you might as well be stoned because existence is pain. Mr. Meeseek said it the best. Oh, roaches. Bro, that's the next one is roaches. I have been guilty of doing this before where I'll roll a joint, smoke like 80% of it, and there's like that little bit left on the end where like, oh, I could smoke this later, and it's like maybe a couple of hits left off at the end of this. But then you forget about it for a couple of days, and that shit goes stale, and, like, that shit gets, like, gross. Like, after it sits for a while, you know, the turps are kind of gone, and you're just looking at this joint that's, like, completely fucked. And I got one back here, like, in the room in my Garcia pack of the SFVOG, which I might smoke the rest of that now that I'm thinking about it. So guess what? I'm going to smoke a roach today. I mean, it's not a roach. That's, like, half a joint, but, like, then, same basic principle. But, like, I, I fucking remember smoking with friends that used to smoke blunts, especially, because there's always that, like, little bit of a blunt that you can't smoke. And I had a buddy who would literally take, like, all of the ends of his blunts that he had smoked from, like, his whole bag that he had finished that week. And he would take them and pinch all this, like, browned out fucking weed, like, this nasty shit, into a rolling paper, pack it tight, roll it up. And smoke it. Like, I would look at him like, dude, does that even taste good? And he's like, it's fine, man. Like, he's like dying. He's like sitting there like his face red as shit, trying not to cough. My guy is just sitting there like straight up like in hell. And he's like, yeah, man, it's fine. It's great. It tastes really good. 
oh, give me some water, hand me a soda, like, oh, I need something to drink, because this tastes like shit, like, yeah, alright, cool, it tastes good, my guy, you're fucking lying, dude, if you tell me smoking roaches is, like, I don't know, man, that's why whenever I even roll joints nowadays, I always roll them with a filter, because it's just so much better to be able to, like, hold the joint in front of you, look at it above the filter tip, and be like, oh, I got, like, a couple more hits on this. Or you hit the tip end of a filter, you get, like, a, a harsh-ish hit from the filter starting to ignite or burn a little bit. And you're like, alright, cool, this is done. I can put this out now. This is over. Like, sweet. I have completed my mission of smoking a joint. And, like, you know, it's not, it's not really that bad, I guess, when you think about it. But at the same time, like... Smoking the butt end of a joint that's like a full weed joint all the way through, no filter. Everyone's got their lips on that. Your tongue occasionally touches it. You got that one guy in the group that's got those thick-ass lips that always hands it to you wet. Like, do you really want to smoke that? I mean, really, at the end of the day, is that really what you want in your mouth or in your lungs? All right, next up here is blunts. <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I will occasionally smoke a blunt on the rare, rare, and it's always like one of those presidential OGs or some shit like that that's got the little wax crumbles in it and shit, like, it's really nice. But anyways, it even says here, it's like, we'd start off by bribing someone who was of age to buy us a blunt from a gas station, pitch on some subpar swag, and then nominate someone to roll. Oh, God. <laughs> And it even says here, he's like, they picked somebody to roll who was, like, slobbering all over the blunt. And when they rolled it, and it's like, oh, man, like, dude. <clears throat> Could you imagine? I've seen some people roll blunts. They get their tongue all on it. They get the whole, like, lip movement going. They're, like, making out with the blunt as they're rolling it. And you're looking at it like, do we really have to smoke that? I don't really want to smoke your... We're back to the whole prospect of smoking people's spit. Alternatively to using your tongue and, like, having, like, Connie Legus with a blunt, you could just get a tiny little cup, put some water in it, dip your finger in it, and then run your finger along the edge with the water on it. And it actually, in my opinion, the water works better. Like, it, it just does. Like, I, I'm not going to talk too much shit on blunts because I do still smoke them occasionally. But the ones that I get now are much better than the ones we used to roll back in high school because, dude, I tell you, like, when we, we'd have a blunt back in high school and we'd go for a drive or some kind of cruise, like, it could, it would be either really, really, really good or really, really bad. Like, it would, there was no in-between with rolling blunts, especially with the weed that we got back then, which was nothing. Nothing, except for a couple of times that I got, like, really good strains. It was absolute shit swag ditch weed compared to the shit that we get now. Because what I get now, I can check the percentage, I know what I like, I know what works for me. Back then it was like, you'd hit up a dealer and be like, hey, I need weed. And he'd be like, okay, I got this, this, and that, what do you want? Here's, this is 10, this is 15, this one's 20 gram. You know, sometimes more, 25, 30 bucks if it's like good weed. Or like I had one dealer that would always sell me shake because he had his own plants and he did his own trim. So he would sell me, like, these fat bags of shake because nobody else would buy it. I was like, it's still weed. It'll still get me high. It's just the trim from the nugs and the leaves. Like, and I would grab that shit, and I would buy, like, literally, like, a full-ass Ziploc bag full of shake for, like, 45 bucks. And I was okay with spending 45 bucks on a Ziploc bag of shake because that shit 
when it shake, when you don't really have to grind it too much unless there's like a little bit of chunks and nugs in there, which occasionally there was, or sometimes like I'd buy the shake from him and he would give me another bag with like two or three pretty decent sized nugs of like regular buds. And he'd be like, hey man, here's for taking that off my hands. Sorry, it's such a pain in the ass. And I'm just like, it's cool, dude. And the first thing I would do with the shake when I would get back to wherever we were going to be rolling or smoking at is I would take the shake, run it through a grinder anyways, just to kind of break it down a little bit more. And I would just, I, I, I used to buy these like pretty rolled um, tubes that you just would pack your shit into and like put a filter on the end if you wanted it. And, like, they worked pretty great until I got, like, my first pack of zigzags and I started rolling my own joints. And that's what I would do after I got the zigzags, dude. It was game over. Like, I learned how to freehand roll a joint without using a rolling machine. Like, I would, like, I would, I was smoking joints left and right. Like, and it was so cool to me because I liked being the guy in the group that knew how to roll a joint. Because, like, if people wanted to smoke it, we didn't have a piece or anything. Like, we didn't have a whole lot of those pieces and stuff at the time because we were fucking kids. Like, the one or two friends that had pieces didn't always want to bring them out with us places when we went out in public, so it would always come down to, like, we'd meet up at someone's house, I'd roll, like, a couple of joints, and then we'd go do shit. Because it seemed like every time we had an actual piece on us, something would fucking pop off. Somebody would do something stupid, or someone else would act out some kind of way and get us in some kind of, like, bullshit, like, scenario. Where me and my homie slash best friend, we would always look at each other when, like, our other couple of friends were being stupid. We'd look at, look at each other and we'd be like, yeah, we're leaving, dude. You guys can come with us or you can stay here. Well, what are you going to tell our moms when we don't show up back at your house, huh? Uh, that you guys fucking dipped and did some dumb shit? Like, I'm not going to... I would never rat out on my friends for being high to their parents. But if you're out in public at night, like we normally were around 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night... Where no bear, no parents knew where we were. We were sneaking out to go do dumb shit. And we're out there smoking weed and shit. And somebody gets caught up or somebody gets arrested. Dude, we're, we're fucking lucky that we never got fucking caught. Because had we gotten caught at this, at this point in time, way pre-legalization, it would have been bad. It would have been really, really bad. And I think even back then they had like a, you could only have like... There's like a certain amount that you could carry. I can't remember what it was, but I think it was less than an... I think you could legally carry... I want to say less than an eighth. It was a, anything... I think it was, had to be like 7 point... Like 7.6 or under, I think it was. And like... So people would literally be showing up to school with like scales and shit when we'd be like buying weed from somebody and they'd start weighing shit out and we'd always be like, really, dude? Oh, well, I could only hand you this much at a time per bag, per person. I'd be like, dude, seriously, like, we're already buying this illegally. But for a while there, yeah, a, a lot of dealers got paranoid when they started cracking down on that shit at school and stuff because, like, they could have literally been kicked out of fucking school. And the school that I went to, my freshman year, we had a fucking drug bust. And my mom says it's one of the funniest days of her life because she got attacked. She heard about the drug bust on TV. And she immediately got messages from me, my two older brothers, and my, I think my sister, no, not my sister, she was still in middle school, but like she got messages from me and my two older brothers. All three of us said, it wasn't me, I didn't get in trouble, I'm fine, I'm still in class. And my mom would be, my mom was like, well, I expected you to be, like, I didn't expect you to get in trouble. And then she kind of looked at me like, like I, like, I, like I was a target or something. And dude, I tell you, man. Let's derail before I tell you what the last thing on the list is.
This isn't welcome to story time. Hi, it's me. At this point in time during my freshman year was when I first really began like I had smoked a couple of times during that summer from eighth grade to ninth grade, but I wasn't really like what you would call a stoner yet. Like, yeah, I would smoke with my friends on the weekends and shit, but it was like at that point in time with weed, it was I could take it or leave it like I didn't have to have it. I still don't have to have it. It just makes my life a fuckload easier if I do. And, like, when this drug, like, the week, like, not even the week, like, the month and a half, two months before this drug bust happened, because it happened in, like, late October, early November, if I remember correctly. It was at, like, the beginning of the year, dude. They already knew the people to target and go after, and the girl that they had come in who was a narc, straight up, like, dude, I don't know how anybody got caught by her, because she looked like a narc. She was, like, telling everybody that her age, she was, like, 15, 16. But she had, like, all these cool, ta- like, expensive-looking tattoos. Always had nice jewelry. She had a car. Like, we were all looking at each other like, there's no fucking way, man. There's no fucking way. And one day, like, I walked up to her and I was like, hey, how's it going? And when the first thing, the first thing, the first thing, I'm, Sean Con- I'm becoming Sean Connery slowly as time goes on. But the first thing that we all noticed about it was when we walked up to her to, like, talk to her and make friends, like, hey, like, uh, we never met you before, because she was suddenly, like, all right, guys, don't, don't hate, but, like, she kind of, like, came after us because we were, like, the skinny jeans and band tees crowd, and normally the skinny jeans and band tees crowd or the ones like me that wear, like, flannel shirts and, like, khaki pants to school every fucking day or jeans and, ca- jeans and like, skate shorts, you know, I rode a longboard, I had, like, the, the, the kind of, like, the stoner surfer aesthetic going on, even though at this point in time, again, I wasn't like a really religious stoner until later on in the year. Like, she comes over to our group and she, the first thing she asks me is she goes, hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, I'm new in town. And we're like, okay, cool. She goes, by the way, can I ask you guys a question? And we're like, what? And she goes, do you know anyone that sells weed? And I looked at her with a straight face and me and all my friends all went, No. Because, dude, I'm sorry, but that's like, that's like, that was like takeaway number one. When the first thing she asked us was if we knew anybody that sold weed or any other kind of drugs. <clears throat> like, that, that's hella sketchy. Plus, like, according to my buddy, he invited her over for a smoke session and she showed up, but she wouldn't smoke. She kept saying that, like, her chest was hurting and she couldn't smoke that day and. Like, he said she always had her, like, phone out when they were smoking, and, like, she saw his, like, stash and, like, wanted to, like, she was like, oh, let me get a picture of it, let me get a picture of it, and I'm like, dude, she's a narc, and sure enough, when this drug bust went down, she was one of the people out there in handcuffs, but you know damn well she didn't get arrested, because everybody saw her walk back to her car after everyone was lined up on the curve, and fucking just leave campus. And everybody was like, holy shit, she was a fucking narc. And like, I don't know, dude. It was kind of obvious to me from the start that she was kind of sketchy. I didn't want to say she was a narc in the beginning, but then as I found out that she was deliberately trying to make friends with drug dealers and like people that went to our school that smoked and shit like that, that's when I was kind of like, yeah. But we just all thought it was hilarious that all all three of my mom's sons that went to this school at the same time because my older brothers are only each only like a year older than me. It's 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 complicated. One's my stepbrother. There's your answer right there. They're not twins, but they are literally like a few days apart from each other in age. But anyways, it it, it was just kind of funny that like you know, 
all three of us texted my mom at the same time. We're like, Mom, it's okay. I didn't get arrested today. And she's like, you better fucking not have. So anyways, guys, let me close this out with the last thing that's on the list here from Vice. And that is nasty edibles. And the first question is, remember that time you and your friend tried to make edibles and didn't know what the fuck she was doing? You ended up with a mouthful of crumbles and charred weed masked in box quality brownies. And the only thing you got you high was your oven. Or on the flip side, you had no idea what the doshas was and you got shrooms level tripped out. You know... I, like, I, I, I have never really, like, I mean, yeah, we've made edibles a couple of times, but we, like, made can of butter and kind of tried to measure everything out and figure out, like, okay, if we use this much weed, that gives us this much butter, and then we would measure out the butter, and we'd be like, okay, if we add this much butter into the mix, that means each brownie will have roughly this much weed in it, so we should be okay. We were terribly wrong. We added way too much weed and sat there completely blasted out of planet Earth for, like, at least a solid, like, four, five, five, not, not even five hours. I want to say, like, an entire night, dude, because not only were we high, but when you eat and you get the munchies and there's fresh brownies on the counter, and you think about it and you're like, well, I'm not that high. I could probably eat another one. And then you eat four of them while playing Call of Duty Nazi Zombies, because we were playing World at War at the time, so it was, yes, the Nazi Zombies. Like, bro... I literally was in fucking space for a minute there, dude. And I was I was so high that, like, I couldn't play the game. I couldn't focus on anything. I just kind of zoned out and just was, like, absolutely fucking zooted. But anyways, guys, that was the last thing on the article. And I hope you enjoyed my stories that went along with it today. I know uh, this is a little bit longer than what I've been recording. But you know what? I think you guys deserve a long one. Don't take that out of context, please. There might be a couple sponsored segments in here, but anyways, guys, I, I appreciate you listening. And again, like I'm still trying to work out all the kinks, but I know I said something about donations in the last episode. But if you guys become sponsors, or not sponsors, like supporters, I think is the word here on Anchor. If you become a supporter, and you know you're helping me out every month with a certain amount that you like give me or whatever. I am still going to be taking a large percentage of whatever gets put into my box and sharing it and spreading it around, like donating it to the children's cancer research facilities and things like that. Like, And I will deadass make like a video and I'll put it on like TikTok or something of me making the donations. So you know what, guys? Keep that in mind. I hope you guys have a great day. Enjoy your wake and bake session while listening to this podcast. Grab yourself a cup of coffee. Get motivated and stop eating hot Cheetos and fucking Limon with Tapatio on it for breakfast. That's like the breakfast of every like middle school, fifth grade, elementary girl that I've met out here in California. Even the white girls. Except for nowadays, it's not Cheetos anymore. It's Takis. I guess that's the popular one. But anyways, guys, I hope you guys have a good one. And I will see you. Well, I won't see you, but I'll know you're here in the next episode of the Storm of Thoughts podcast. Later, guys.